Well, good morning, church family. Man, I'm pumped this morning. I hope you are. I'm just, I'm looking, yeah, thank you for whoever, was that you? No, who wooed? Own it. Yes, own it, man, own it. (laughs) That guy's ready to be in church today, come on. Now, I'm, I'm looking out in the audience, and it's just like, I get so moved and filled when I see a body of believers coming together and be united under the name of Jesus. Can I get an amen? Hey, and I know there's people being united online and I wanna acknowledge you. Thank you for joining us here today. If you're a guest, my name is Brandon. I'm just one of the pastors here on staff and it's my honor and privilege to, to continue the next installment in our teaching series called Breakthrough and What is Holding You Back? And it was awesome because Pastor Ryan, we, we, we talk all the time, but we would have these separate conversations with people. And people didn't really have this language. They were trying to describe things that they were wrestling with in their life. And they're like, man, it's like there's this thing in front of me, this fog, this wall. There, there was all these different things. And then Pastor Ryan would get together, not to talk about those people, but to say, hey, man, I was working with this person. And they, they described their situation like that. And we noticed that there, there, was, uh, there was common language happening between the conversations that we had. And that, that really, that's what birthed this breakthrough series, because we desire deeply for Radiant Life and other people to have a breakthrough in Jesus' name. And and Pastor Ryan, like he killed it on the first week and he talked about this idea of having supernatural faith and and how we're gonna have breakthrough in our lives is to have this supernatural faith into our lives and to fuel that supernatural faith. And then last week, he talked about this idea that faith that moves mountains And so I want to encourage you, if you missed last week, you need to go to the YouTube page and watch the message. He uses these visual illustrations that helps us understand the geographical context uh, that we're going to unpack today. And and when you see that geographical context, that helps us to understand these mountains that we need to move. So whether we use the word mountains or walls or whatever, we're just trying to use these word pictures for us to understand these things that we wrestle with in our lives. I'm gonna pick up right where uh, Pastor Ryan was last week. He was in Mark chapter 11, verse 20. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Not faith in your own abilities, your own strength, but have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. You gotta watch last week if you missed it. That will make way more sense. It continues, therefore, I tell you, everything you pray and ask for, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And that's, and that's where he left off last week, but I want to go to the very next verse in this passage. Verse 25, it says, and whenever you stand praying, not if you pray, when you pray, whenever you stand praying. Now put this in the same context. We're talking about mountains Right, like, hey, you can cast this mountain off that's in front of you in your life, but whenever we're praying, not a, it's not an if, it's not an option, when. But I love the idea that it has the word stand in there. Like, that's a posture of readiness, 
right? Like you're, you're ready and you're expecting God to move. If I'm just slumping in a chair, like I'm not, that's not a posture of expecting God to move this mountain. But when I'm standing and I'm praying with expectant heart that God's going to move. But if you have anything against anyone, this is where it gets hard. Jesus' words are difficult here. If you have anything against anyone, what's interesting about this word in the Greek language, it means anything. (laughs) Anything. And maybe right now you're already starting to process some things in your mind. Jesus continues, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. We're talking about moving mountains. Maybe that mountain in front of us is forgiving someone else. And so it takes supernatural faith to forgive. This is by far one of the hardest messages I've ever prepared for. And I get it. Even just me saying the word forgiveness could potentially already beginning to stir some strong emotions. And I want to be sensitive to that. I mean, I'm willing to bet, even in this room, and maybe for all of our friends and family online, like, I'm just curious, by a show of hands, have you ever been hurt? If you didn't raise your hand, you're a liar. (laughs) Just calling it. And if you're a perfect person... God bless you, you don't belong at Radiant Life. We're a bunch of hurt, broken people that need Jesus here at Radiant Life. And uh, you're not gonna find perfect people here at Radiant Life. You know, I I get this idea and the sensitivity of forgiveness. You know, as someone, you know, who was touched inappropriately in their childhood. As someone, I haven't been married, I haven't been divorced, but I've been in very significant relationships with significant breakups I've been hurt. I've gone through things with coworkers. I've been hurt. So I may not be able to relate to your story, but I understand this this idea of forgiveness. In the Bible, it's full of scriptures that talk about forgiveness. Here's some more of Jesus' words. He says, if you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Like, that's what culture tells us to do, right? But I tell you, Jesus comes in and said, hey, the world and culture says it like this, but I tell you. I think Jesus has a big but because he throws it in right here. It's okay to laugh at that. I mean, maybe it just wasn't that funny. First service laughed. <laughs> I'm trying to break the tension a little bit. I give the, the, the message here. But I tell you. So Jesus said, hey, hate your enemy, right? Lo- love the people who are good to you, but, but hate those who hate you. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I mean, I get it. Out of the hurt and the pain, I might pray for them. I, I might pray that they have hair growing out their ears and they get warts or something. Like those are the kind of prayers that I would pray. But he says, no, love your enemies and pray for them. Lift them up. Maybe they have healing and brokenness that they need to experience. Maybe they have their own wall that they're wrestling with. And they have wounds and hurts. And Jesus said, hey, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus. He says, be kind and compassionate to one another. 
forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Man, those are tough words. But Paul just calls it black and white. God's forgiven you, you need to forgive others. Some more of Jesus' words found in Matthew. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But, told you Jesus got a big butt. Yeah, you laughed at that one, or you wouldn't laugh at the first one. Like, your Father will forgive you, but there's stipulation. If you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Those are heavy words. I mess up every day with my thought life, the way that I speak to my wife, the way that I speak to my kids. Like, I don't need anything else to hinder my relationship with God. I mess up all on my own. I don't need to pile on more things to hinder a close, deep, intimate walk with God. And Jesus is like, hey, your father will not forgive your sins. Now, there's a lot of theology here, but I love in one of my commentaries, Dr. Stuart Weber puts it like this. One does not gain forgiveness by forgiving, but a person's evidence is his or her own forgiveness by forgiving others. Did you realize that? Like when you forgive other people, you're actually giving evidence that God exists. Your your life is evidence that the creator of the universe has created a way for us to forgive because of the way that he's forgiven us. It's like, okay, Brandon, like that makes sense, but like how do I forgive? How, How do you forgive someone when it keeps coming back. I get it. And there's probably a bunch of different it's in this room. And it's hard. But I want to start with what forgiveness is not first. Because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not forgetting. I am so sorry if you've heard this message that, well, you know you've forgiven them when you forget about that thing. That is such a lie. God has created us in this unique and amazing way with this thing called a brain. And it's in our head. And there's all kinds of cool things that are in it, all these different memories. And some of them are negative. Some of them are hurtful. But there's also some really good ones in there too. I, I, I remind myself every time I sit in my living room, I was so honored and privileged to be able to baptize all three of my children. What an amazing memory I have. I'm so thankful that I can recall that. But when it comes to forgiveness, we can't just push away those negative things. It doesn't work like that. Our brain isn't designed like that. Our, our brain is designed to have these memories. And I understand Like, some of those are hurtful and painful to think about. Forgiveness is not being a doormat. It's not. This doesn't mean you need to continue to be in that abusive relationship. Even if they keep saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Now, I'm not saying that there can't be Um, restoration in that relationship, but that doesn't mean that you need to be a doormat and continue to be abused. 
God has not called you to be a doormat. And I know that doesn't hit everybody, but there's some people who are in an abusive relationship. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But that's not an excuse for you to be a doormat in this relationship. And maybe you need to distance yourself away from this person for a period of time and you both find freedom in healing. And maybe, just maybe, begin that process of forgiveness in that relationship. Forgiveness is not fair. This is probably the toughest pill to swallow in my own life. And to understand that forgiveness is not always fair. And we'll unpack this here in a second. You might be like, like God, why, why do they seem to prosper with their life? Like, they did these awful things. Why does it seem like that things are going so well? Like, it's just not fair how well they seem to be doing. Like, that's the feelings that we have. But forgiveness is not fair. However, God is always just. He's always just. That's the truth. God is always just. It may not seem fair, but God is always just. The, the psalmist uh, write this perfectly in Psalm 103, starting at verse 10. He has not dealt with us, you and me, as our sins deserve or repaid us according to our iniquities. Like, we have this cross over here to the side of the stage. You know, it's empty because Jesus isn't there anymore. But we deserved that cross. Our sins, our iniquities, our transgressions, I know those are some churchy words, but anything that breaks our relationship with God, like that should have been us nailed to the cross. But he has not dealt with us as we deserve. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his faithful love towards those who fear him. Now, I, I get, it gets a little confusing sometimes with that word fear. This, this word fear isn't like, oh, don't smite me or strike me with lightning. It's, it's not that kind of fear. It, it's more of this, um, this respect or this, like, just this deep reverence for God the creator. And, and it comes out of that, that, that understanding that he is not just our savior, but there's this lordship over our life, that he's going to guide and direct our steps in our life. But I love this next verse, and maybe you've heard it in songs, or maybe you've seen it on a magnet on a refrigerator. But as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. Praise God for that. But why in the world do they put east from the west? Like, that, that gets confusing to me. Have you ever just paused for a moment and thought about that? Like, if we're right here in Michigan... If I start traveling north, at what point do I stop traveling north? If I start traveling south, at what point do I stop traveling south? But if I start heading east around the world, at what point do I stop traveling east? I'm just messing with the camera guys right now. <laughs> Love you, Chris. <laughs> If I start traveling west, at what point do I stop traveling west? The east and the west never touches. And that's how far your heavenly father forgives 
It's as far as the east is from the west. How awesome is that? Right? Because we like it when God is not fair with us. We, we've got things in our lives. We've got sin that's in our lives. If we're going to be honest and truthful with ourselves and really more so with God, we love it when he's not fair with us. We love that idea from east to the west in our own lives. Forgiveness is giving others what God has given us. He, he's given us forgiveness and grace and mercies. One of my, one of my favorite verses is First uh, John 1, 9. This is what God has given us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful, and what's this word? God is just. He's always just. So that he will forgive us our sins and will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Like we love accepting that. We, we love how he's going to take us from the east is from the west. We, we love that. It's not fair, but he is just. He will forgive us. And so forgiving others, that's what we need to do. God has called us to do that. So forgiving someone else sets you free, which is the breakthrough. It, it may not necessarily mend that relationship that you have with that person, but you choosing in your heart of hearts and before your creator who did put that breath in your lungs, you're choosing before him, I'm gonna, I'm gonna forgive them. It's gonna be a process, I'm gonna work through it, but I'm gonna forgive them. And you will experience breakthrough from this wall that is in your life. Pastor Craig Rochelle, he's written several books. Uh, he's the pastor of Life.Church, which is the largest church in the U.S. I, I love uh, this quote that he has on this idea of forgiveness. Faith enables me to see an opportunity for freedom where others only see an offense. How messed up is that? Have you ever thought about your situation or that person that you're wrestling with did you ever think that that could be an opportunity? And that's God's economy. He takes these ugly things that are in our life and he turns them upside down on themselves to not only give him glory but to give you freedom because now you're not under the weight of that anymore. You give that over to him because he's just. You're trusting him. And now you're not under this weight of this thing. He turns things upside down on themselves. And it's an opportunity. Uh, Lisa Turkhurst was brought up for the conference. She has a brand new book uh, that just comes out. Faith, help me if I say this wrong. Forgiving what you can't remember. or <laughs> You can remember it. <laughs> totally butchered that. Just Google search Lisa Turkhurst. I'm sorry. Faith is actually leading a life group through her book. I went through the audio book. It's absolutely amazing. I strongly recommend it. Here's a quote from her book and this idea of forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't always about doing something for a human relationship, but rather about being obedient to what God has instructed us to do. It may not mend this relationship, this situation that you're going through. 
It's more about you being obedient to what God has called you to do. And I get it. There are strong emotions connected to forgiveness. And maybe you came in today and like the waters were calm, like I can't wait to get in there, get my coffee, get my worship on, hear an encouraging message, and then all of a sudden Brandon talks about forgiveness and now it feels like this. I get it. It's hard. It's difficult. It's challenging. But are we going to be obedient to what God is asking of us? The team's going to sing a song, one of my favorite worship songs called Oceans. And I, I get that I'm using a lot of word pictures and metaphors I'm just trying to throw a bunch of imagery out there because you may not connect with this idea of the wall, but now this, is, this, this represents your life really well right now. There's something below the surface that's happening in your life that's causing the waves to stir within you. That's where you need to have the breakthrough. And so I just want to read some words here. And what's going to happen is the band is uh, going to start singing the song. And last week, uh, we opened up these two walls that are on the sides of the stage to write things down. And maybe you weren't prepared to write something last week, and you've been thinking about it all week, and you're, you're prepared to write that thing down where you need to have breakthrough. I want to encourage you as we start singing the song Oceans to come down. There's markers down there. There's hand sanitizer. Use that before you use the marker and just write it out on the wall. But I wonder if for some here today, for you to move that mountain with supernatural faith is you need to begin with forgiveness because you have unforgiveness in your heart. And so I want to encourage you as the band starts to sing that you would come forward and maybe write down a word or two that describes the situation. Maybe you need to forgive a person. Don't write their name. We're not gonna gossip in this church. But maybe you need to write down their initials. Maybe that's the wall that's in front of you. Is that I'm gonna begin to start that process of forgiveness because I want to move that mountain, but I can't move that mountain until I stand and pray. And if I have anything against anyone, I need to surrender that. I need to give that over. And so maybe you haven't experienced breakthrough yet because you have unforgiveness in your heart. I prepared a few words here that I want to read before uh, we start singing the song. Maybe the water's of your life were calm before you heard today's message, but now the waters are beginning to stir. There's something deep within you that is causing the waves to build. It comes out in fits of anger and rage towards the ones closest to you. You, you have no patience with anyone. You have a short fuse with coworkers, and gentleness is nowhere even on your radar. You once had peace, but now turmoil in your life seems to be constant. You feel like your head is barely above the water, and now you will cry out and ask God to keep your eyes above the waves. If you're going to be honest, 
like truly honest with yourself, you really don't have any self-control. You can't put the phone down, you overeat, you spend hour after hour watching TV, and you filled your life with hurry and hustle just to numb the pain of what's underneath the surface. And that pain and that hurt maybe stand back to unforgiveness and you have not experienced God or freedom in your life because this wall of unforgiveness is standing right in front of you. It's literally right here. It's down there. It's right in front of you. And maybe God is calling you into these waters. He's calling you into these waters for you to trust him to realize just how just he is. To build supernatural faith which will help you have supernatural forgiveness. It's hard, it's difficult, it's a process and there's grace that's deeper than any ocean. God is, God has never failed and he's not about to start here today. And so as they sing, I want to encourage you, like if you already know, like if your heart's racing, if you feel like it's super hot in here, like you know that God is speaking to you. It's not Brandon, it's God. And he's speaking to you. And it's time to, it's time to have a breakthrough, friend. You were never meant to carry that burden anymore. So I'm going to pray. Actually, go ahead and stand with me right now. I'm gonna pray, and if you feel led, uh, prayer team, can you come down to the sides? Maybe you need help praying. The prayer team will be on both sides of the stage. They wanna lift you, they wanna serve you. Speak to them if you're not sure how to pray or what to pray for. We're gonna... Um, Move the walls just a little bit. The prayer teams, they're gonna move. I get that the walls were facing you all and I get that that can be a little bit intimidating to maybe write something out. So they're, they're gonna turn the walls. You're gonna have privacy. Whatever you share with the prayer team, that's gonna be private with just the prayer team. It's time for a breakthrough. What's holding you back? Is it unforgiveness? Because it's time to move that mountain. It's time to, to calm this down and to trust God in the midst of all this. So, so Father God, I lift up all my family and my friends and I ask Holy Spirit that you would move. That you would move. That we would trust you without borders. And maybe it seems scary right now, like the water's so high right now. Help us to keep our eyes on you. And may we start that process of unforgiveness here today, here and now. Father, we come before you in a humble posture of humility. But Jesus, you said if we ask in your name, that we can come before you and your throne. And so Jesus, we ask that you would move, tear down those barriers here, today, now, in this moment. Move, Holy Spirit, move in Jesus' name.